0: Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and
1: get action tips for creating the life of your dreams.
0: Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Modesta Tonin. Modesta is a Canadian author, and she's written a beautiful novel called I Belong to You. Modesta, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Ellen. I'm, I'm happy to uh, be a part of your show.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here, and um, I have a special place in my heart for writers, um, so I'm excited to talk about your work. But before we get into that, let's um, talk a little bit about you. Have you always been a writer?
1: Well, no. Um, I've always thought of myself as a storyteller, um, but not necessarily a writer. I've written, like when the kids were born in journals and um, throughout my whole life I've written, but I never really considered myself like a writer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so interesting you say storyteller, and I know that um, professionally your day job has like given you a lot of stories to tell I would think or you know certainly opportunities to talk to people because you have worked for many many years as a hairdresser and I always think that that's like a very fascinating position to be in because I'm sure your clients tell you everything.
1: It's uh, definitely relationships formed. Um, I've been doing it for 30 years. So 30 years in anybody's life is uh, is a story, um, ups and downs. And um, I've always been, uh, I always felt privileged to listen to my clients. Uh, some told me a lot of their life and some told me bits and pieces. But, um, you know, you have to know in that particular field when to listen and when to talk. So, yeah, I um, it's been, it's, it, it's that part of my life, like, being a hairstylist has always been more than just you know cutting their hair or styling their hair it was definitely relationships that were formed with with many of my clients
0: yeah I think a lot of times w- when I go to my hairdresser it's almost like a therapy session you know yes it is <laughs> and, uh, you do get to know that person pretty well over the years have you ever thought about writing those stories down
1: uh one day actually a lot of I won't say a lot. There's a few of my clients that ha- actually have, um, uh, parts of their story have influenced my main character in the book that I wrote. Um, Cause the woman, Julia is kind of a, a bit of all these women that I've known for many, many years. So would I write about experiences from, you know, the chair from my chair um, one day, maybe it's um, definitely um, an interesting profession and it's, it's, it is almost like therapy. And as much as I felt I was listening to them and maybe giving them some advice, they were actually helping me through my life too. So maybe down the line, that's, that's actually a great idea. Maybe down the line I can do that.
0: Mm, yeah, I I love stories. Um, I, I just, I, I think I'm a little bit addicted to hearing people's stories and reading um, collections of short stories. And that's, it's really a fun little hobby for me. But um, with your writing, so a lot of people go through life and, and call themselves writers, but a very small percentage, I think, actually do write and, you know, get their thoughts on paper, much less publish as you have Mm -hmm. done. So what was your, um, like, was that an easy process for you or did it take a long time to actually write your book or, you know, did you get the idea to do it and then just make it happen?
1: Well, it's funny because uh, when people do, that's a question I get asked a lot, and I always say, you know, everybody can write, but to go from writing to writer takes a little bit more um, patience and and a little bit more, you know, you have to be more dedicated and um, you have to get over. I I had to learn a lot of um, a different world that I wasn't sure about. So the whole idea of taking something in my head that I wanted to do, I wanted to write the story, which was inspired by uh, women, and this trip that, you know, I took to Italy with these fabulous women, I knew then that I needed to write this story and write this book. And um, so when I came home, I wrote on my trip, on that trip in Italy. And when I came home, it was just a matter of getting everything together. And really, I call it just a, 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 a series of follow-throughs. Like I followed through to one step and then researched the next step and followed through to that step. And it was it was hard, um, but it wasn't... Um, it, it, it was meant for me to do, though. I had to. I, I felt like I had to keep following through. Every, every step that I took and I got to the next point, I, I wanted to push through that and get to you know, that final, the final product, which at the time wasn't uh, in even... I didn't even think about publishing it at the time. It was just a matter of getting the story told. So, yeah, it was difficult, I would say. And um, I know with you and I just a little bit that we've talked, you can see that if something isn't working for me, I need to figure out how it works. And at my point in my life too, I don't, you know, I'm not very um, good with certain things that I haven't worked with. So I, um, I had to research more and more and more, which takes you away from the writing a little bit. That part I didn't really care for. I really wanted just to write, but it, it was learning. It was a great learning experience for me.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, you know, kudos to you for doing it, for completing it, for putting yourself out there. And was there anything about the process? I think as a writer, we are on some level, you know, we're making ourselves vulnerable when we Absolutely. do, you know, put our feelings on paper or, you know, even if it's not our feelings, it's the character, but we're still, um, you know, revealing something about ourselves or our psyche or, you know, our thoughts or something. So
1: how did you, did you experience some of that fear? How did you deal with that? Oh, I, I, I had a tremendous amount of fear. Um, You know, At my point in my life, I have three children, a husband, uh, you know, very close-knit family. And um, the story that I wanted to tell was kind of putting uh, myself out there for those particular people, just those people. Anybody else that reads the book is just going to read a story. But um, I knew that I would get uh, a bit of, um, some, you know, some different thoughts of did she, didn't she. And um, so... That part, you know, letting myself go into the story, I have to say, I held back a little bit on my first book, not in the second book. And the reason is, um, once I wrote the first book and realized that, you know, I can separate Modessa and the mom, the wife, you know, the daughter, the sister from Modessa Tone and the author, um, I feel in the second book, I'm a lot more freer in writing for these beautiful characters that I've developed, which everything comes from something. So the way I write, everything comes from a feeling or a place or a moment. And I take that and then I can sensationalize it a little bit or, you know, make it a bit more part of the story that I'm creating. But the first book that I wrote, I did give a bit more control to um, my editor, uh, but I trusted her and, you know, I had to at that point, but, um, I have to say that, yeah, I had a little bit of fear. I don't have it anymore because I'm really enjoying how the book was received. And my husband said something to me once. He goes, if you wrote it well enough that people question you, then you wrote it well enough. Like, it's, you should be proud of that, that if they're questioning what's happening, then it's like you wrote it to be believable. So, um, you know, he's my my main uh, person. He's my main support. And, um, yeah, so as a writer, I feel like the first book, was just a, a, that, that little dip, you know, putting your foot in the ocean kind of thing, and then just kind of going in full force. So that's what I did. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, good for you. And I think, like, so, so some of what you're talking about um, with that your main character goes to Italy and um, falls in love as, as, a, as an affair.
1: Well, see, this is the thing. Um I based this character on me. So a woman like me would not have an affair. So this woman is, I believe, the women of today. There's a lot of women in relationships. And again, you have to remember, I based this character on people and situations that I know. So I based her on that. So this woman in the book, when you read the story, she's going to Italy already as a uh, unhappy person. You know, she's at the... 25 year mark of her marriage her children are all leaving the home you know with them leaving also means that she has less responsibility at home so she's finding herself more on her own alone and I always believe you know you could be with somebody and still be alone and she's feeling that Uh, her husband also has his issues and um, there's a lot of relationships that go into 20-25 years and once their children are gone they don't know what to do with each other so I wanted to touch on that So not the fact that she was going to Italy and, you know, fell in love because that was not what she wanted to do. She went to Italy to get away from a situation that made her unhappy. And when she went to Italy, the fictional part of the story, which I wanted to do because I like I like reading a bit about love and, you know, romance and a good looking Italian. Who doesn't (laughs) read a book? (laughs) So to me, it was like that part. I put in, because I knew a woman like me, if I saw that book and I read the story, I would read it with my glass of wine out in my patio or on the plane to some fabulous destination. So this woman did not have an affair. And it's funny because with my editor, we thought about that because she's like, well, you know, she wouldn't be doing this. And I said, no, no, you know, there are women. This happened in Italy, but this can happen around the water cooler every day when you're meeting somebody if you're unhappy. So this isn't about her going to look for some, you know, Hot Italian to sleep with. This is deeper. I wanted to make it deeper. And that was tricky to do because, you know, there are going to be some people who read it who think she's just having an affair and there's going to be some people who are reading it thinking that she's just looking for something more. And I always tell people it's not a love story because love stories have happy little endings. But this is definitely a story of love because she is looking for a love. Maybe the first thing is finding her own love back, like her own self-love. And... The the man that she meets in a way helps her realize just how much, how worthy she is, and how much life she still has to live, and that she won't live unhappy. So that was my main focus because I wanted it to be believable that she wanted to live a happy life. So, you know, and sometimes with happy lives, you have to go through unhappiness and sadness. And I always think you don't know heaven unless you experience hell. So I'm trying to make her. Believable in what her feelings were to warrant what happened. Does that make sense? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. And I guess when I said affair, I meant more like um, maybe not physical, but you know, certainly there's some involvement. And and absolutely. she changes. She changes. There's she does. this big self discovery or um, something's going on there.
1: She becomes stronger because she becomes more. She realizes that. I always say at this point in my life, these women that I know, I always feel like we're the best of the last. You know, we're the women that grew up with no technology and women that grew up with trust. And if you called somebody on the phone and said, I'll meet you at the pizza place at 7, you just met them. You you learned, you you got to know people through conversations, through actual, you know, physical contact. And uh, and then, you know, we're a generation that, you know, we're raising our children who are now with this tech. So you're kind of split between you know, raising your children, learning technology, losing yourself. And then all of a sudden you're standing alone and you don't know what to do anymore. So I kind of feel like, like she definitely was awoken from a deep sleep um, and it took that, that particular experience for her to realize that, you know what, she's approaching probably the best part of her life and she's trying to figure out how to live it, whether she's going to live it with her husband or without, her husband and that's the main decision she was going to make because this is three years of unhappiness going into this trip with her friends so when you read the book and it's hard to do in 200 pages right all I wanted to do in 200 pages was to get people to understand the story and hopefully at the end of it want to know more about the characters and um, most of the responses that I'm getting back is people are dying to know about these characters so I feel like I did that part in 200 pages, but I wish I had 200 more pages to explain just more of what was going on. You know, like it would have been nice to have more pages to explain more thoughts. But first book, first time, and I'm quite happy with what happened with it. And now with the second book, I get to answer all the questions, more questions about these
0: characters. Well, that's certainly good news for your readers. Are, are you planning more in the series?
1: Absolutely, my whole idea i mean there's you know six women in this story, and I lightly t- touched on um on them all but um i my my whole you know dream is to write a series of uh, on all these women, all their stories everybody has a story, and um these are you know th- this is my core these these women, and every book is going to lead into a different character and um it's funny because, you know, my friends and two of them are my, my sisters. They all picked their own names for the book, which I thought was very cute. And um, I, I want to take each one of them and do the same thing. Autobiographical fiction, you know, just a lot about who they really are, but then make a great story out of it. Like just make more of a, you know, a big deal out of the story. So uh, that's, my, that's my dream. The second book that's coming out called I Love You Still. It's still a, con- a continuation on Julia. And, uh, but it leads into Francesca, which would be the next book out of, out of that book.
0: Oh, wonderful. When does that do out?
1: Um, well, you know, you talk about I had to republish this book, which took a bit more. Like I had to redo it because I'm with a new publishing company. So that took a little bit of time. So it took me away from writing I Love You Still. But as, we're, you know, as we speak, I've got my, my um, everything ready to go. I, a lot of writing for I Love You Still has been done in the last uh, two years, really. And I'm hoping that it can come out between April and June, so like completed between April and June. That's kind of what I have in my head, so I'm hoping that's going to work out.
0: Wonderful. Well, we'll definitely Mm -hmm. look out for that. Now, that first book, I Belong to You, is set in Italy. You were born in Italy. I was. Do you spend a lot of time
1: there? Is that a very... Um, symbolic or important place to you? Very, very. And in the book, you you know, when you read about Julia, it, it talks about it right away. Um, I was born there. My mother's entire family was from Italy. And, um, my mom, you know, my dad and my mom, they, she was very young when they were married. And when he came to Canada, when we came to Canada, he promised her he'd always take her back home. And he did. And we went, uh, w- you know, obviously with him and sometimes spent two, three, four months in Italy. So, we grew, up in, um, we grew up there in a sense, like we got to know our cousins and my, my grandmother and um, very much, uh, you know, we were put into that culture right away and it continued when we came home too. So very close to my heart. Um, my mother loved Italy. She passed away uh, five years ago and um, she loved going and she loved taking us with her. And um, so when I go back there, I just feel like, I feel like I will get back there again myself, um, for longer too, as I get older. Um, but it's definitely my second home. I always have told people that if I had a choice to travel anywhere, if my husband said, you know, where do you want to go? Every year I'd go back to Italy. Every year. It just um it feels it feels right for me, you know. It just feels like I'm I belong there.
0: Oh <laughs> that's, that's. beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So,
0: um, you know, just jumping back half a step here you know you you were talking about how your characters are based on real people, and mm-hmm. um you know obviously there's this dashing is there is there a real sebastian
1: sebastian uh you know i get the, <laughs> i get asked. was question. your husband oh. kind of like uh modesta <laughs> like, well you know my husband and again, my husband's a great guy, and I wouldn't be able to do this without him. i have I said that before, and I'll say it again. Like I you know, we'll be married twenty six years in November. And uh, anything that's twenty six years long takes a lot of work, a lot of patience, a lot of love. And uh, but we're definitely we fit my husband and I like and and there's nobody that I would rather be uh, with, whether we're talking or not is my husband. But, you know, it was hard for him. I told him right away what I was going to write about. I said, listen, I'm going to take us as the main characters. I'm going to use us. I'm going to put us in a blender, and I'm going to turn it on. (laughs) And I'm going to, you know, just chop us up. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, i got to take a couple. But I have to take a couple that I know about, and I know about us very well. And then I want to incorporate what I know, what I hear about, and what I see. And that's a lot going on in this world right now. There's a lot of relationship issues I feel. So um so I told him what I wanted to do. So uh, he was good with it. Has he read the book? He he reads bits and pieces. Um but he he is my biggest supporter. Like he's my biggest believer, my biggest supporter. So does he is he able to read the whole book? No, he's not. Actually, I have to be honest with you, he can't read it. He can't read the whole book. It's uh which is you know I ask him, well, why you know about the story? Why won't you read it? But it's and that's fine. I one day he will, I hope. Um, but he knows about the story because I've told him about the story. Sebastian is everything from the story, I can tell you this, the way I write, and this is you know, even even my blogs and everything I do, everything for me at this point in my life has to come from something. So I can't write about it if I haven't experienced it, seen it, or felt it. Um, but then I can make it bigger than it is, I guess. So I don't know if that's answering your question or not. It's based on everything's based on something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's just interesting because I've heard a lot of writers talk about, um, so it's great. You have that support from your husband and you say that, you know, the characters are based on your friends and your family, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. But I've heard a lot of writers talk about, um, Doing that and then they inadvertently end up offending somebody or somebody, you know, complains, but it's, it's important. I I guess it's, it's great that you present it to your people that way that this is, you know, based on you, but it's not you and it's like a, Mm -hmm. a mashup. And hopefully they all get that. But have you had anybody say, "Hey, wait a second, How, you know that's not me. What what did what are you doing?"
1: Um, yeah, well, the girls that I'm writing about, you have to remember. I mean, these are like 25 to 30 year relationships that I've had with these women. So what I wanted to do is I would never want to offend any of them. So I I actually interviewed all of them, and I have hours of interviews with all of them separate, because um, you know I'm I'm writing their stories. So I what they given me is is uh what they want to be like what what they want me to tell and um I have changed a bit of things in the story like for instance you know it's a a little thing but my um I I look the most like my mom um I am you know I I have two sisters and they're both blonde and green eyes uh, and my brother's the same blonde and green eyes and my mother was definitely a southern Italian dark hair dark eyes and um, I love that I look like my mom. And, but in the book, I described my sister as looking as my, mo- my mother. And it's funny because my husband said, well, why did you do that? Because, you know, that part I read to him. And I said because I needed my sister for Julia to be a lot like her mother because, she, you know, she's, a lot of the book is about losing her mother too. So I, I gave my sister that. And I thought it was actually kind of a gift to give my sister that I wrote her to look like my mother. So, um, you know, it's, it's those little things that um, I would never uh, offend any of these women. And when their books get written, they will be a total part of, of the journey of writing their story. Because I, you know, I can take myself and put myself out there. Uh, and I have no more fear of doing that. Like I said to you, I definitely split Modesta Tone and the mom and the wife from Modesta Tonan and the author. Like, I have a great... Um, a brain to um, like, it just goes to these places. And I'm like, why'd you even think of that? And, and, and when I do, I'm like, write about it. So I just, I'll sit there and I'll just write about that thought. And it doesn't, I have no more fear of, of writing what I think, because if it, if it's going to make my character more complex or more lovable or more believable or more distraught, whatever it is, I'm going to write it. Um, I went from having a bit of fear to actually, I tell people I, I I imagine my character um, on the edge of the pool, and me running behind and just pushing her in. And I'm not a great swimmer, so I would ha- I would struggle. And I wanted her to struggle, and I wanted people to feel her struggle. So that's the only way that I can right now is is making it believable that someone is struggling with whatever decision it is that they're making in their life, and and having them still be um, like. Most people thinking that they want to help her, not that they're looking at her as a. Um, I don't want to. I don't want people to look at her as. Oh, look at her. She's, you know, she's got this life and she's doing this and she's doing like looking looking at her like as I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for as a
0: selfish. You, right. You want them I don't to be s- sympathetic and to relate to
1: her. To relate to her and 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 the only way I can write that is from experience of that feeling of, you know, I don't, I don't like selfish people myself, so there, but there are people who struggle with, with things in life, and you, you want to try, you might not help them, but you want to try to give them the right advice. So, so that's how I feel like with writing this story, and yes, with people questioning whether it's about me or not about me, I, that part is gone. I don't care whether they do or not. The only people that I care about are the people that I know that are close to me. So, um, th- I, ha- I, I, and I have the support from all of them, even my children, like they're, you know, my children have to see what I'm writing. And, um, it's really hard to do that, like to write about this stuff and then think your 21 year old daughter is going to say, Hey mom, like, why are you, why are you going here? Right. <laughs> and, but they're right. great. They've, they've been wonderful and they They're actually very proud and proud of me. My husband said to me once, he goes, you know, what you're showing our kids is amazing because, like, I'm 51 and I'm going for it. Like, I'm going for something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I guess my my husband said, you know, you're showing our children that it's never too late to follow dreams and to, you know, pursue something. There's no time limit on us. There's no ages. There's no stages. Like, I just feel like you just, if there's something that you want to do... Then, then do it, and um, you have to take that step. You have to stop thinking about it, and you have to act on it, and I love that he said that to me because I never really thought that my children would see it as something important, but they do. They do. You know, They see it as uh, they're proud, and, and it makes me proud that they're proud for, for, for this part of my journey because we've always had a great relationship, but this part, like I've been a mother and a wife for, uh, you know, even though I'm a hairstylist, like my – I, I took, that took a back seat for, for me raising my children. So it's, uh it's been quite interesting, this whole journey of writing this book and trying to develop this character. And I really feel connected to her. Like I really do. Ellen, like I, I, there's times when I write that I have to stop because m- my emotions get the best of me and I have to stop because I have to like just kind of breathe and say, all right, what are you doing here? Like, where are you taking her and what is she going to do next? And how is she going to get out of this? And, even the choice of who she's going to end up with is still up in the air for me. It goes back and forth.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It goes well, back and forth. Well,
0: that's that's beautiful, and I really appreciate you sharing how your decisions and your accomplishments have affected your kids, and you know, really have given them something to look up to and aspire to. I I would think um, that's you know, I don't think we can hope for anything greater than that. So right. Yeah, that's awesome. How How has your life um, changed since you've written this book?
1: Completely. Um, I am a completely different person than I was three years ago. Um, I've always been a positive person, and I've always been a, um, a go-getter. Uh, there's a, a couple things through my life, like maybe two or three things that I've been so passionate about that I follow them right through, and I love that because it's not like I... I've been doing this my whole life. Like I'm, I'm not a. I don't want to juggle five things at one time. But um, three years ago, you know, when I went on this journey to Italy with my sisters, um, I completely changed on that journey. Actually, out of the six of us, three of us got affected, like uh, greatly affected by that trip. We had amazing revelations on that trip. My youngest sister said to me, uh, we were having our first dinner, and she said, you know what? She goes, she has a life coach, and her life coach said to her. Every night when you guys have dinner, everybody say something that they that made them smile that day or that affected them. One thing, and she goes, Do you guys want to do that? And I'm like, Oh my god, we all said, That's wonderful, let's do that. So every night at dinner, we each had a choice, we each had a chance to say what it was about that day that we'll remember whether it was, you know, a a scene like a, a mountain, whether it was what somebody said, whether it was eating barata cheese, which is my favorite. Um, it was was a really interesting uh, time to be able to sit there all these six women and say what it was that affected them that day and I thought this trip is different and that's why I wrote because we sat and we talked and we drank and we cried and um, it was beautiful to see these women which I tell people was not it's not an easy thing to do to take six lives at six different times in their life and try to organize this trip. We have a widower. We have, um, a a divorcee that she just got divorced. My sister has two young children. My other sister has a restaurant. Um, I've got, you know, I I have children and responsibilities and then you have to stop those lives and do this. And, uh, it was, uh, the most amazing experience to be able to be with these women and see them differently at this point in our lives than we were when we were in our twenties or thirties where trips would be different then. And, um, it was just, it it changed me completely. And people who know me now, they're like, you're so different. And I, I, I feel at this point in my life, if I want to do something, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it. If something doesn't feel good in my life, I'm going to try to change it. If um, I can be a better me, I'm going to try to do it. I'm learning every day as I, I go along. And I said to a friend of mine, I go, you know, you, you feel like you're searching for something all the time. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like sometimes I'm searching, searching, searching. And I'm like, what are you searching for? Like, I, I've got a you know, beautiful family. I've got um, a good husband. Um, I, you know, I've had great parents. Um, what is it that you're searching for? And then I, at one point I thought, who cares? Because <laughs> by searching, that means you're looking. You're always looking to experience something. You're always your heart is always open for things to come in. And I think the day that I stop searching might be the day that I'm, like, I know this is going to sound terrible, but the day that I kind of die. Because to me, the search is like living. It's like going and doing things. And, I, and I'm on that path. I'm just searching for something. And when I find it, it's leading me to something else and leading me to something else. Like this book has led me into some motivational speaking conferences. People have asked me to, um, you know, come and talk to them. I'm getting amazing Uh, responses from women and um, I feel like I'm it's led me to a different part of my life that I feel like I need to be responsible for now and um, and I'm just feeling good about it and I'll never try I'm trying to to uh, understand what it is that I'm going through so I can tell other people but I will never tell other people that what I'm doing is going to be good for them so it's yeah, I'm completely different and I'm I'm really loving who I'm becoming and, and uh I'll just keep searching. I'll just keep searching for more of her and that's just kind of something that's been happening just from taking this chance of doing this book and saying I'm I'm you know, I'm gonna put myself out there and I am gonna be vulnerable and I'm gonna see where it leads me. Yeah, that's that's really
0: beautiful and I think a lot of people that listen to this show are um You know, seeking to make some kind of change in their life or to get more in alignment with who they are or who they're meant to Mm -hmm. be or something like that. So uh, it's also an inspirational story. I'd like to acknowledge that and thank you for sharing it. You're
1: welcome. Um,
0: Is there any, I kind of have to wrap things up because we're running Mm -hmm. out of time, but like looking back, so you have a daughter in her early 20s. I have three
1: children. Yeah, is she the oldest? My son is the oldest. My son is 22. Uh, my daughter's well, my my son will be 23. So 23. My daughter, I have a daughter who's 21 and one who's uh, going to be 17 this month. So,
0: okay. So we've got you know kids of this age that are on the brink of adulthood or or young adults. And um, what, what do you have any you know sage advice for? someone you know just starting out on this journey of life um beyond what you've already shared because you you know certainly have given us a lot already but as we wrap it up i just wonder if there's anything you can you can um you know share to just tie it all together
1: well um you know i i just i'm at a point where i i followed uh, a passion uh and that passion has uh given me purpose and i i never really knew what that meant. And I think to me, it's taken me to a point in my life where um, I feel that people are listening to what I'm saying and they're listening. It's not just about reading I belong to you, but it's about the woman that wrote I belong to you and why I did it Mm -hmm. and how it's changed my life. And um, so I feel like if there's something that you want to do, and again, it's not about age. It's, you know you have to you have to just put fear aside and do it and whether you fail the first time or um it doesn't feel right to you then then at least you could say i've done it and or i can move on or try it again uh it's it's just a beautiful thing to be able to say that you're you're doing something that you want to do that you choose to do and it could be outside of your work world it could be outside of your friends world like it's just i um when I, when I sit there and I tell people why I did this book, I did it for me, me first. I wrote it for a woman like me and I did it for an accomplishment for myself. And then I let, I let that book kind of dictate where my next step would be. So I would just say, you know, just do it because it's, if it's, if it's in you and you you can't stop thinking about it, then it has to be done. It just has to be done. Mm,
0: thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, gosh, Modesta, this was great. I'm just so thrilled that we got a chance to do, have this conversation. Um, how, how can people find you and reach out to you and read your, you know, find your book, read your blog and all of that?
1: Well, I forgot my email, which is, uh, ModestaTonan, uh, dot com. And, <laughs> um, that's, sorry, that's my website. website. Mm-hmm. I, that's my website. And I have, uh, my blogs, I blog, I feel. So sometimes I'll blog once a month, sometimes it'll take a couple months. I am one of those writers that has to write according to how. I try to write every day, even if it's just a sentence, but my blogs come from inspiration. So something has to really sit with me before I can write about it. Um, I've got my email too, which is um, linked to my website. My books actually are available through uh, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Like it's over 3,500 sites across the world. And I'm really proud because in Canada, um, Chapters is our biggest bookstore, and they've actually picked it up. So that accomplishment alone is, 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 is thrilling for me. So it's on the shelves here in Canada. Um, it is being turned into a screenplay as we speak, which is another real Ooh, big thrill for me. Exciting. I'm so excited, and That's I get awesome. to be involved in the producing of that. So that hopefully uh, our screenplay will be done by December, and it will be it will be a movie. And uh, these are all these little things that are happening outside of just taking that chance of of writing that book. But, um, yeah, I'd love to know how people, um, what they think of the book. And another little thing, Ellen, I wanted to tell you about, which kind of took a little life of its own, I get pictures from all over the world with my book. Like, my book has been um, to Brazil and and, and Shanghai, and um, it's been to places, like, uh, all over Italy um, I got a I got a picture at the base of Mount Everest. Um, it's 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 amazing to see these pictures come through of these readers around the world, and it's just taken on a life of its own. And those pictures excite me just as a picture of a, a woman with a glass of wine enjoying the book in her backyard. So it's it's been wonderful. It's been uh, every time I get one of those pictures, I feel like a, a kid at Christmas. I get so excited, and then I do research on where it's at, and I post them. Uh, I have my Instagram page and. Facebook and um, so the social media world has been very kind to me and um, yeah so I I really love to know what my readers think so if anybody out there does read the book and they want to send me a quick email I I, I love that I read them all
0: oh that's awesome mm-hmm. awesome 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 well Modesta thank you so so much um, thank you all for listening to today's show my guest my guest was Modesta Tonin you can find this whole interview and all of her links on to her website social media pages and some links where you can purchase her book on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thank you again for joining us. And please check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on how to turn your daydream into a phenomenal success. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, Links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, set,
1: grit. Inspired actions, real results.